welcome back, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Best Choice Diaries. We're very excited today because we have a, a special guest in here in our podcast, and um, we're going to be talking about commercial real estate today. So I'm going to pass it along to Antonio. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. We have a special guest, one of my good friends, Joel Espinoso, a guru in commercial real estate. Very, very knowledgeable, a lot of experience, um, and a lot of great information he's going to share with us. Also, the foundation he belongs to, besides um, commercial real estate, besides the life of real estate. Um, just another another challenge, another activity that he does, and it's a very good one. It's a very good one, and we're here to share all of that information with you. Today, we're going to be talking about commercial real estate, which is something that fits a lot of businesses, um, especially small ones. And we have our guru here that's going to talk about the very large commercial part. I would say medium to large, and we have my dailies, which has experience in commercial real estate because of the purchases that she's been able to make especially our office which we're sitting on right now <laughs> yeah um so i'll get you know get right on it um my delis can you um give us a quick rundown uh, uh tell us about your experience buying this commercial space how was the experience what were some of the challenges and some of the requirements uh, i think this information is gonna be suitable to a lot of small businesses um, that are out there trying to someday dreaming of buying uh, a commercial commercial real estate property. Uh, what do you What do you think, Joel? What do you think about well, that? Well, uh, first of all, I want to thank you both for having me on. Um, you know, I know you guys have a lot of experience both in the commercial and residential facet, but uh, I think what you guys are doing with this podcast is phenomenal. Uh, very educational. I've caught a couple of episodes from Antonio and shot him a oh, message right you. away <laughs> and said we should probably collab. Um, yeah, I mean, commercial is, is a facet of our industry that um, definitely is lucrative. Uh, it could be uh, very financially lucrative for agents that go into it. But like everything, uh, even in residential, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hustle and bustle and, and follow through. Um, most important, to, most important thing is integrity in, in business, oh, yeah. obviously. Um, but I think it's important for us to educate the masses, the small business owners of what it takes to not only possibly own your own commercial real estate, but even when it comes to leasing commercial real estate, the different type of leases that are they are uh, that exist out there and what their responsibilities are. There's so many. There's so yeah. many different types of, uh, of leases. We can go on all day talking about that, but we don't want to, you know, we don't want to confuse our, our listeners. Right. Um, but but yeah, to to answer Antonio's question, I was always, you know, I've been in business for a long time, for about 22 years. And, you know, at the beginning I would rent because, you know, you don't know how that business is going to go. And until I was certain that the business was going well, you know, that it was stable, um, you know, I felt that why not buy you know it, that way i can I, and, and, and you wind up paying also less you know than than renting at least in my in my particular case so when the opportunity presented itself to purchase the space um where i now have where we have the office right now um i went along with it and the process let me tell you was pretty smooth it's fairly similar to residential um with a few differences uh, but obviously, the, the most important thing that I can say to our listeners is you got to make sure that the space that you are trying to buy suits the type of business that you want to put in it. 
you know, because there are some types of businesses that are not allowed in that particular community or with the city. So that's the first thing that you have to do. Um, do your research. But obviously, if you're working with a realtor, that's one of the advantages of working with a knowledgeable realtor in, in, in that industry that can make sure and you know make sure that you are purchasing uh, commercial space that is suitable for the type of business that you are buying. Good. So Correct. That, that, I would say, would be the first step and the most important. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, Education is important, so do your research. Absolutely. But also, don't hesitate to partner with a, a an experienced yeah, commercial correct. real estate agent. Correct. Um, it, it, the knowledge they bring to transactionally to a commercial real estate deal and, and what they know uh, can be done uh, negotiably can help you a lot. I mean, it, it could save you a lot of errors buying into the wrong building. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> buying into uh, an area that might not be zoned for what your Correct. business is allow, allowed Correct. for. So that, that that kind of thing is very important. Um, so we, I always recommend, whether it be myself or anyone else, partner with a, a, a experienced commercial real estate agent That's and ideally that specializes, specializes yeah. in your kind of transaction Correct. so if you're if you're going into a warehouse space you're an automobile company you do repairs and you're going to go into flex space and you want someone that's going to help you with getting just 500 square feet of office space but with another 1200 of warehouse 10 foot bays get an industrial agent that correct. understands correct. industrial correct um and knows how to structure those those deals correct whether yeah. it be leasing or purchasing or purchasing correct yeah because every commercial real estate is a little more uh it's different than, Absolutely. than, re than residential real estate so yeah that that would be the first step and then also then again like we said in residential you have to have your financing in order because and unless you're going to buy cash you know you have to also consult with a commercial uh, uh lender you know, that does those type of loans because those work a little different than the residential loans. And again, we're not mortgage brokers, but we recommend that you uh, seek, you know, a commercial lender that specializes in that. Um, so that's the, the, the next step. After you have your financing in order, then these, you know, everything flows the same. They do an appraisal. You can do your inspection. You know, everything more or less flows uh, similar to the residential side. And then you close. So for me, it was a no-brainer. You know, the opportunity presented itself. Um, I was in a position to be able to buy it. And it turns out that I'm paying less, you know, for me than when I was renting. Yeah. And then I have a tax uh, benefit as well. Oh, yeah. And, and your story is, is the perfect one and a perfect example, again, of getting educated on what you can and cannot do, uh, what kind of purchases you could do. Um, for example, this is a commercial condo space. Yeah. A lot of people think in commercial you need to buy the entire building. No, that's not necessarily the that's case. That's so true. Um, there, there are there are building types that exist out there, whether it be retail or uh, professional office, that do sell individually as condos. The developer designed them to be that way. Yep. You took advantage of that, and it's amazing. I mean, you own a... a, a a great office space in the middle of a, a <laughs> of a booming city. Um, this is considered Hialeah Gardens or Hialeah, Hialeah, Miami, 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 Miami. <laughs> unincorporated Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I moved away from South Florida two years ago, uh, three almost now, and uh, so all the re reincorporations have have kind of thrown me for a loop. I'm still getting to know them, but uh, it's it's awesome. The city is definitely growing. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, and uh, and uh, um, I love my daily's um story and knowledge on buying a piece of commercial real estate, 
because there's a lot of businesses out there that are dreaming to buy their own piece of real estate. And, and this is a great, this is an amazing asset to have for your business. But you got to follow the steps, as my daily suggested. And also something very important that we also mentioned for residential side. We try to hide, uh, or many people try to hide your profit from the IRS so that um, you can pay less taxes. But then it doesn't help you. <laughs> I, haven't, I, haven't you encountered that? I plead the fifth. I haven't. I haven't. I personally, <laughs> if uh, the IRS is listening, have not met anyone that hides profits from you. <laughs> no. <laughs> but but we hear stories and we, we watch the news, right? Yeah. So <laughs> the point is declare your taxes um, as as you should. So that um, so that you can qualify for that loan, and then that loan is going to take you to own your your piece of real estate, and it's going to be an asset to your company, and that only points you in one direction. It's in in the growth direction because imagine you're having your your business, your office, and now you're adding a piece of real estate to it. So yeah, your your company has more assets to to be valued upon. So that's that's just amazing. No, I, I mean, absolutely. I think uh, I know we were playing a little bit and I made light of it, but uh, it kind of goes back to a key word I used earlier in this conversation. I mean, integrity. Integrity in yeah. business guarantees growth. For sure. Um, no matter what business you're in. Uh, you know, hiding profits or trying to cook your books, as they say. <laughs> um, again, you know, to each his own, no judgment passed, but it definitely can hinder your business from growing, not only on purchasing financial real estate, but even leasing the whole nine. Yeah. I mean, uh, even leasing for a business, landlords want to see your tax returns. They want to see that your yeah, business is growing. They do ask for it now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and they want to make sure that your business is healthy, growing, and they're not committing a risk by signing up you know the, the biggest difference with leasing when it comes to residential and commercial are the length of a lot of those leases uh, most of these landlords lock themselves in with a tenant for five years three or five years they want to know that this business is healthy they're ha working with someone that can handle this for the next three years and be open for business uh, and not have any sort of loss of rent so it's very important to make sure your books are clean uh, you're financially stable and you have a plan Absolutely, absolutely. Um, with that being said, there's the, the famous questions that we always get in the streets, wherever we go, in the mall. Since we're mostly um, in the uh, residential side of it, people ask, how, where do you see the, the real estate market going? Um, so now I'm going to change that question a little bit, but I'm going to add, just to add, where do you see the commercial real estate going in Florida? And the reason why I ask in Florida is because I believe that um, uh, real estate in general in Florida, it's a, it's a world of its own. Um, it corrects itself. It goes up and down um, regardless of many things happening. But where do you see the, resi the commercial real estate going in South Florida? So uh, South Florida specifically, I mean, commercial real estate has always been uh, one of the, the prime locations. Uh, businesses want to be in South Florida, the demographic, uh, the the density that this city has supports both big and small businesses. Um, so South Florida, you know, I again, I moved away about three years ago. I, I work primarily in a city called Palm Bay, which is okay. part of Brevard County. It's actually one of the largest county in the state, 
not a lot of people know about it. Um, but I just tell everyone the Space Coast. Uh, so we belong to the same county where um, Elon Musk is throwing rockets into, oh, the, wow. into space every day. <laughs> Um, so that, that city particular has seen a, an immense oh God, growth yeah. over there, the last three I, years. I've been there showing, you know, a couple months ago and it, it is growing. You know, that's how like Port, like it, it reminds me of when Port St. Lucie started, you know, uh, it has grown, uh, immensely, you know, the last time that I was there, which was like yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah. So I was, I was, and it's very pretty. It, 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 it is, nice. it is beautiful. It's a, it's a beach town. Um, and the city has grown. Commercial real estate is booming there. Uh, I mean, we we don't have enough inventory to support the amount of businesses that are coming to town and the amount of businesses that are erected. That's the biggest reason why I don't see commercial real estate um, ever completely slowing down. I think we'll see corrections. That's like yep, you'll see yep. them in, in, residential, in residential, which are healthy. And I think um, every market should always have correction every so so often just because uh, an upward trends completely just you don't want to price this out completely yeah we don't want to have another situation like 07 and 08 correct but you know this generation uh the gen z's and and (laughs) and the millennials are actually some of the most entrepreneurial minds that have we've had um as a society so businesses are opening every single day uh someone has a new idea every single day Um, so commercial real estate is going to be, uh, it's going to stick it's around and developers strong. are going to continue to develop. And uh, that's what's important. I agree. I agree. And, and, and with that being said, I have, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, what do you think of all these, uh, of the movement of all these giant companies that are buying a uh, bulk amount of uh, commercial real estate? For example, Amazon specifically, they're huge. Yeah. They've grown so much from where they started. So that's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I, I like to tell everyone, um, sorry to switch to Spanish a little bit. No hay mal porque el bien no venga. So uh, what I say that to say, yes, I mean, is it intimidating to have, you know, these Fortune 500 companies, big businesses kind of come in, buy 100 acres of land and, and develop on. But the alternative is having raw, empty land that's not being consumed. So uh, it's the, we need them to kind of come in and have those economic boosts. Um, and and create jobs in the community, create infrastructure when when some of them don't exist. I mean, the benefits of having big business come and develop undeveloped land, um, there are benefits that reap from a tax perspective for the city, yep. from an employment perspective from the city, and also from an environmental. Um, there's infrastructures they'll bring in. Uh, you see the, the big move, uh, all the internet service providers are making to get us into high speed now yep. and fiber absolutely that comes with these big businesses coming to town and needing a better infrastructure so it's it's not all negative i understand the fear for some you know it raises tax rates you price you out of living which we don't want uh obviously but i think we as a society just got to work a little bit harder to make sure that we're keeping an eye out for things like that and and obviously we don't want to price folks out of their homes but we definitely want innovation and creation of jobs and, and, and development. Absolutely, completely agree with you. And I and I like the, the key topics that that you hit. Um, not being priced out out of uh, being able to purchase real estate, whether it's commercial or residential. But the movement of progress, we have to keep on moving along with it, and that's great information. I mean, I am so thrilled with the podcast we're having because um, we're we're providing some information, so such good information for small businesses to 
um, some insight of the bigger ones, um, the mega giant companies, and that that's a great that's great information and where we're going with this kind of like an idea, uh, and this is all what we think of where real estate is going, either residential or commercial. Um, but I also want to mention, uh, want to ask Joel, my good friend, about the foundation he is the yes. chairman of, um, which is the Dominican American National Foundation. And it's a, it's a great foundation that does many activities. And can you tell us a little bit about the, the foundation? Yeah, absolutely. So the foundation was founded in the 1980s. Um, it's, it's kind of evolved. Uh, like everything, uh, it's I like to call it a living organism, but it, it originally started um, as an organization that provided uh, immigration assistance to Dominican American okay. to Dominican looking to migrate to America, okay. uh, obviously, and and it evolved uh, over the years. It was based out of Alapata. Um, it, it it then evolved to kind of an after school program, and now. Our mission is really to promote uh, Dominican-American business, Dominican-American professionals, and highlight their contributions to society uh, in one way or another, and highlight our culture. Um, and the way we do that the most effectively is through our events with uh, Major League pro uh, Sports teams. Uh, so we have a six-year partnership with the Marlins already doing Dominican, wow. yeah, doing the Dominican wow. Heritage Night. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah, and it, it, that night has just grown. I mean, from day one, uh, my predecessors uh, Rudy Duthill and Henry Marines got the ball rolling with that kind of concept, um, and they their first event had 300 tickets sold. Wow. We sold in excess of 4,000 tickets to this year's wow. event. Wow. Um, you know, obviously those tickets come with donations to Dan and so we can continue to promote Dominican culture, promote um, our, our professionals and, and highlight us in a positive light. We want our biggest goal is to make sure that Dominican-Americans are seen for their contribution and what they do here and not just considered to be Dumbo artists or, yeah. or baseball players. You <laughs> know, we have we have real estate professionals such as, as you well. two. We have attorneys, uh, Henry Marines. We got marketing execs like uh, Rudy um, Construction. We have every uh, yeah the the Dominican American National Foundation to to show what we as uh, a community can do within our communities and, and the contributions we make. That's I think incredibly important. I think so. I mean, and this is uh, amazing. You know, I didn't know, you know, until I met Antonio because I'm Cuban, but Antonio is, is Dominican. I didn't know uh, that there was such a large uh, community yeah. of, of the Dominican community in South Florida, you know, and, and that's what I love about South Florida, that it's so diversified and um, there's so many different uh, countries and cultures that live in South Florida. And that's what yeah. makes South Florida great. I yeah, feel. I mean, so I really I'm happy about this and excited about this organization. Yeah, um, it, it is a special place. Um, you know, luckily, uh, we again, the foundation was based out of South Florida, South Florida. Uh, based out of Alapata. But we've we've had the opportunity to go nationwide. I mean, wow. we've, we've done Dominican Heritage Nights with the New York Mets, yeah. the, wow. the Brooklyn, the, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we've done the San Diego Padres, the LA Dodgers. Yeah. So we we've we've. Built relationships outside of just South Florida, 
uh, because I, we really want to connect Dominicans in every community. They, mm-hmm. There is definitely a Dominican-American, and not just limited to Dominican-American, but a Hispanic-American okay. in every part That's of this country. That's what I was going to ask you next. Yeah, we're, we're definitely an inclusive uh, organization. We just happen to have been funded by, founded by Dominican-Americans. But uh, we partner with the Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce to, to wow. bring about um, uh, events with them. We just did a 5K run uh, for Hispanic Heritage Month in October with the largest Champs facility in the nation, which is located here in Pembroke Pines. Nice. Uh, it's called Champs Home Field. Uh, we, we held a 5K run, and we, we put out there more than 500 people running. Um, and it was a collaboration between the Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, uh, another Venezuelan nonprofit that we work with, and, and ourselves. So it's, it's not just about Dominican-Americans. It's about Hispanic-Americans. Um, but obviously, we, we try to stay in our lane and make sure to show respect to those foundations that have their own kind of community in hand. Yeah, and that's um that's great that you mentioned that because that's what that was gonna be my, uh, one of my questions with which my delis um kind of mentioned and I'm so proud that you guys are are doing this and taking upon this foundation and connecting with other ones. So it it's about Hispanic, it's about um, Latin America and connecting all one another and just doing great things, great events to to promote and also to help whoever is in need and just connecting overall. I mean. I'm excited a bit about this podcast, uh, and I think it's been great. I think it's been amazing. I am so happy that my great friend Joel has joined us, and we've been able to collaborate. I, I look forward to making more of these and, and yeah. providing more information to to the public. Absolutely, I'd love to be on. Um, let me just mention out there so that my board of directors with uh, the DANF doesn't doesn't kill me. We do have an event coming up in January. Uh, it is with the Miami Dolphins. We're unfortunately sold out, uh, but it oh, is wow. the first. <laughs> it is the first Dominican heritage, uh, and you know, I, I say this with risk of putting my foot in my mouth, but it might be the first Hispanic heritage heritage celebration that a pro NFL team does. Uh, wow. I don't know wow. that for sure, but I definitely know it's the first Dominican. Kudos, um, amazing. Uh, definitely, the NFL is a very challenging um, yes. uh, very organization. And with good reason, they want to protect their content. They want to protect their their customer base, so and their integrity. So I, we get that, but we've had the pleasure of working with the sales execs over at the Dolphins. Um, we're we're doing again, starting small. First year, a hundred tickets sold. Um, we could have honestly probably sold two hundred because we still have people asking. Um, but it is sold out. It is against the New York Jets. But it just geared us up. We already put a deposit down for next year's event wow. with the Dolphins, and that one will be with the New York Giants. Uh, wow. And I'm a Giants fan. So yeah, there, there's a lot of Giants fan, believe it or not, here in South Florida. There's a lot of Giants fan here in South Florida. Yeah. And, and uh, how do how can they contact the organization? Sure. For those listeners that are listening. Yeah, so Instagram is obviously the most powerful tool out there right now. Our Instagram, the official D-A-N-F. Um, and you can follow us there. Also, uh, our website is thedanf.org. Um, and if you ever need to get in contact with me directly, my email is joel, J-O-E-L, at thedanf.org. That's awesome. And, and we'll also make sure to mention that on our, our link so that you can see it at the bottom. If you, if you want to connect with the organization, with the foundation, and possibly attend uh, some of their events, uh, just send a, a DM 
and Joel or someone from the organization Definitely. will get back to you right away. Awesome, awesome. We're, yeah, we're going to put it in the description box yes. of yeah. our uh, episode. Yeah. You know, the, and uh, big shout out to Elvis Camacho. He's our uh, director of sales, and, and the guy is uh, absolutely connected in South Florida. Um, you know, when we co make a call to action, Elvis makes sure people show up. So I, I, I wouldn't want to leave this podcast without mentioning them and, and showing them the gratitude that we have as a foundation for having them on board. Awesome. You know, thank you so much, Joel, for being here. We really appreciate it. It's been, we've, you know, the time has flown by fairly quickly. Um, and we're very excited about, about this. And um, we're going to definitely put a link on our episode so that people can contact the organization. Yeah, and sure. um, if anybody has any questions if any, about. Yeah, if anybody has any questions about. Uh, commercial uh, yeah. real estate, you know, please feel free to send us a message, DM us on Best Choice Diaries. We're also going to put your information. Yeah, so they my, can myself and my business partner, Jose Ruiz, mm -hmm. um, uh, you could contact us both uh, through Instagram, either jrealtor13 um, or Bruce, King Bruce, <laughs> <laughs> um, on Instagram, and we'll definitely respond um, if you need any questions no commitment just uh we're here to inform and help that's exactly why we're doing this that's exactly why we're doing this podcast and as we get to the end we also we like to do this at the end of every episode where we share our nightmare transaction um because we know that we're not alone in this um if you had to pick one because i'm sure you've had many as oh, both of yes. us have yes um, but if you had to pick one one nightmare deal that you just couldn't wait for it to be over um, which one would it be? Well, it might be one I'm underway <laughs> now. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he is having one right now. <laughs> so definitely, I mean, it's a $7 million retail um, purchase. It's a big one. Uh, yeah, it is. And, you know, the higher dollar, the more intense the buyers <laughs> yeah. and sellers get. So, you know, we we were at risk of the deal falling apart over $5,000 on a $7 million deal. Oh so goodness. definitely frustrating. Oh, my goodness. So you must <laughs> but, be sweating. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, Thankfully, we've got, you know, cool heads prevailed. That, that's our jobs as uh, agents to make sure the transaction keeps going. Uh, we we don't believe in problems. We believe in solutions. Correct. So uh, our job is just to get to everyone to where they need to get to. So thankfully, what started off as a nightmare has actually been kind of smooth that once we got over the hurdles. And mm -hmm. now we're just waiting for bank approval. So hopefully that'll be closing early quarter one next year. Oh, wow. So that's a good one. It is. Have. That's going to be yeah. a good one. Then. As, you, as you guys can see, you know, not every transaction is easy. There's always curveballs that always. get thrown at us. And um, it's just a case by case basis. You know, yep. there's some transactions that are a gift from God and there's some that are a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But the, the goal is to get it done, get, get it, it done. closed. Um, we find, as you all mentioned, um, there are about solutions, not, not problems. So, so uh, problems are going to arise by its own or by the nature of it, but it's up to you to find a solution and get it done. Yes. Correct, correct. And, and again, you know, thank you, Joel, for being here. We really appreciate it. It's been a, a, you know, a very exciting episode, and uh, we look forward to having you again as one of our guests. We're definitely going to collaborate again on another podcast. Um, I wanted to give a, a special uh, shout-out to our neighbors in Romania. We're international, Antonio. Oh, We're being yes. listened to in Romania. Wow, so yeah. <laughs> We're very excited about that. Good, so, good, you good. know, 
So and people from other countries are, are investing in, in in South Florida in yep. real estate or Absolutely. in any other state for that matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You know. I mean, if we, if we can um, give some help of, of any kind. If you have a small business and you're looking to purchase something, as I've mentioned many times in this podcast, uh, reach out to us. You don't necessarily have to do the transaction with us, but we'll connect you with the right people. Um, our good friend here, the commercial guru, um, he knows a lot of attorneys, a lot of lenders that can provide the, the necessary loans and close the transaction. So just reach out, send us a message, and we'll see uh how we can help you and we'll try to help you as much as we can thank you for listening to us it's been great amazing podcast i'm excited and we'll have some more great podcasts um along the way thank you joel thank you for joining thank us. thank you guys for having me